Okay, good morning everyone. Welcome to the Life Torah of our Leaders. Tuesday mornings live with First Seder Bismedjish, firstseder.org. Special welcome to our Torah Anytime viewers and listeners. Hobez Hashem be joining the Shir. Um, today's Shir is sponsored by Mechutanim um, of ours, my sister-in-law's parents, um, Mr. and Mrs. Sammy and Lori Friedland from Muncie, New York. And the reason they're sponsoring this year is because today we are going to learn about the Shlah HaKadosh. And they are Einiklach of the Shlah. And that's why they're sponsoring this year. And uh, one of the reasons the Shlah was on my list, but I was necessary to uh, do it now, besides it's we're in this Tkufa, but uh, my sister-in-law mentioned to me that her son had a G'daylum fair, and they were having a hard time finding out some information about the Shlah. Well, it's too late for uh, Yehuda's G'daylum fair, but uh, Bez Hashem, when their next son, Benny, gets to uh, the G'daylum fair, I'm hoping that they'll have um, information to be able to do on the Shlah, as they are Einiklach, so the Freeland sponsor the Shir, in honor of their children in Einiklach, um, Yehuda, Esti, Benny, um, Akiva, and Aaron, and we thank them for their friendship, and it's more than a friendship, really, they are family. Okay, so as I said, we're going to talk about the Shloha Kadosh, whose yard site is on Yud Aleph Nisan. He was nifter in the year 1630, Shin Tzadi, Rabbi Shaya Horowitz. Now, um, in, uh, in the city of Lakewood, they put almost 100 of our shiurim, the first 100 onto USBs, so someone did it for me, and they're selling like by the hundreds in Lakewood. So a lot of people, not only Lakewood, are here in Cleveland as well, but it's not so uh, spread out, these USBs, throughout the country. It's, uh, the the, uh, the um, distribution is a little bit challenging. But what's happening is that people are listening to all the old shiurim and calling me with questions and with and with horrors and I don't always remember every single detail from um, 110 shiurim over the last three years. Um, but one of our earlier, earliest shiurim was on the hafla, was even before the Torah Anytime days. The hafla was also Ish Horowitz and um, someone mentioned to me I didn't really give the exact and correct details about his family. So today we are going to be able to correct that uh, that mistake. The Horowitz family, the original Horowitz was Rabbi Shaya. Rabbi Shaya ran away from Spain with the Spanish expulsion. He was a very rich person and he moved to near the city of Prague. There is a little village named Horowitz and he bought that city. He bought that city. It's about 50 kilometers southwest of Prague. And that's why he is called, and from then on the family is always called Ish Horowitz, a man from Horowitz. That's the name of the family. Um, they, as I think I might have mentioned then, they were very meyuchistic a family. They were Ben Acher Ben from Rebbeinu Yitzchak Kalevi, who Hagadol from Navarna, who was a grandson of the Balhamar. So it was an illustrious Spanish family. Um... Now, Reb Yeshaya's son, his firstborn son, his Bechar, was named Reb Aaron Mishulam. And if you remember, in the Shir on the Taisus Yantiv, which is also way back, and some other times as well, we mentioned that he built what's called in Prague the Pinchas Shul, or the Pinchas Shul. It's still there today. It's a museum for uh, and a commemoration of all of the cities throughout the area of Moravia and Bohemia that were um, destroyed by the Nazis, the Pinchas Shul. 
that he named after his father-in-law was named Pinchas. Um, so that was Rabbi Yeshaya's son, Rabbi Ar Mishulam. Um, now, Rabbi Yeshaya had seven children, and uh, his youngest son was named Rabbi Shabsi Sheftel. Rabbi Shabti Sheftel had a son named Rabbi Avram, who was called Rabbi Avram Rabbi Sheftels, as we've said many times, that a lot of times that was the last name you gave, named after the father, Rabbi Avram Rabbi Sheftels. And this Rabbi Avram was the father of our Rabbeinu Yeshaya Horowitz, named after his great-grandfather, the, who we call the Shla. Now, the Shla's father, this Rabbi, Rabbi Avram, was born in Prague, and he learned in Krakow by the Ramah. He also learned in Krakow by the brother-in-law of the Ramah, whose name was Repinchas, who was a grandson of Rabbi Meshulam Horowitz, which I mentioned him before. So he was a cousin of his. Um, he also went and learned in Lublin by the Marshal, and afterwards he was in the city of Lvov, and uh, in the year Shinnun Hei, he was appointed by the Vad Arba Aratzas as one of the Dayanim of the region of Lvov. So this is the father of our Rabbi Shaya Horowitz the Shla, and as we'll see, the reason I said all these uh, cities is because he, he was together with his father in these cities. Um, meaning to say that these cities weren't when his father was a child, this was throughout his life. So our Rabbi Shaya Horowitz the Shla Kadosh was born in the city of Prague, like he writes in his letter that he wrote to his children from Eretz Yisrael, Hashem tuki, took me me'eretz me'ladeti, from the land of my birth, from Prague. Be'erech, we don't know exactly what year, but in about the year Shin Lamid, Shin Lamid is 1570. Now the Chidon brings B'Shem the Seder Hadairois that he found in the writings of the Chassid Rebleib Mislutsk that the Shla had the Neshama of Rus Hamoyavia. And therefore he wrote that in Megillas Rus, every Pasuk begins with a Vav except for Ape Sukim. And the Rashi Tevis of those Ape Sukim are Yud Shin Ayin Yud Hey, Yeshaya, Bez Aleph Lamid Ben Avram Levi. Yeshaya Ben Avram Levi is a Remez that he, he was the Neshama of Rus. Now, when his father left Prague and went to Krakow, as we said before, his father learned by the Ramah and by the Ramah's brother-in-law, Repinchas. So um, the Shla went along with his father. And in uh, Krakow, he learned by Reb Shloimai ben Reb Yehuda. Reb Shloimai ben Reb Yehuda from Lublin. He was called the Maharash Milublin. Reb Shloimai Milublin. Now this Reb Shloimai Milublin was actually a Talmud of the Marshal who was also Reb Shloima from Lublin, Reb Shloima Luria from Lublin. So this, Reb Sh- this Marashmi Lublin was a Talmud of the Marshal from Lublin. He was also a Talmud of Reb Shalom Shachna, the Ramah's father-in-law in Lublin. And eventually he himself became the Rav in Lublin, as Reb Fivish of Krakow um, refers to him in a tshuva, Hagoyin Maharash Avbezdin du Lublin, Posen Ulevav. So he was the Rav of Lublin, Posen and Levav. This Marash Milublin. But they call, his Talmidim call him Marash, Marash Milublin to differentiate him from the Marshal, which was also Reb Shloimai from Lublin. And sometimes he's even called in Chuvis 
der jung Reb Shlaim Lublin. The younger Reb Shlaim Lublin, again to differentiate him from the Marshal. And in fact, the Magen Avram in Simon, Tav Samach Zayin Sivkatin Yuvtes, when he quotes the Marshal, he calls him Maharash Me Ostra, Reb Shleimer from Ostra. We had a share on the Marshal. He was a Rav in Ostra as well, not just in Lublin, before Lublin. So the, this Marsh, Reb Shleimer, is called Marash Me Lublin, and the Marshal is referred to Marash Me Ostra, as we'll see in a moment. Now the Shla in Mesech the Shabbos, Isaiah writes, when I learned Tyre in the city of Krakow, he says, Ira, there was a story that he was a Sandik on Arab Shabbos. And he did not want to go to the Sudas Bris Mila on Arab Shabbos. And he said that it's not so simple to eat a big Suda on Arab Shabbos. And he said it's a Kalvachimer from a Bris Mila that is Chal Merashchaydish Adatainis, from Rashchaydish of until Tishabov, the nine days, which is starting tonight. That the halacha is that, um, and this is a big machlaikas itself, but the halacha is that the only people who are allowed to eat fleshiks, according to Zamshitas, at a bris milah during the nine days, is only a minion. So therefore he said, if only a minion is allowed to eat during the nine days, which is only a minhag of not eating fleshiks, there's an iser to eat a big meal on Erev Shabbos. So kol shikane, you should not be able to have more than a minion. Vani amarti mazeraya. The Shalah says, I asked him, it's not a proof that the, the two instances are different. Vidacha dvari, and he did not agree to what I said. Now this Machlaikas is actually brought down in Hilchah Shabbos in the Magen Avram, Reish Samach Tesiv Katan Vav. He writes, this is a Machlaikas between the Shla, and his Rebbe, the Marash Milublin. So this is the same Magen Avram, who as we said in the other place, in Tav Samach Zayin, in Hilchah Pesach, he called the Marshal the Marash Ostra, and here he's calling this Marshal, this Reb Shleimai, the Marash Milublin. Another thing the Shla brings from his Rabbi in Rosh Hashanah, Ois uh, Lamed Gimel, he writes, Legabe the Halacha, there used to be in the olden days, judges used to wear a cloak. It was called Atifa. They would wrap themselves in a cloak. So he says, the Halacha of Atifa of a judge, that is not so common nowadays. I saw my Rebbe, Reb Shlaimai, when he would judge, he would wear his outer cloak, he had some type of outer cloak he would wear when he went to Shul, so to be Mekayim, the Halacha of Atifa, even though the Minig is not necessarily nowadays to do it, he would wear it to be Mekayim, that Halacha. In a third place, in Shari HaOisiyos, Ois Shin, Ois Yod Ches, he writes, Reisi Mimari Marash, Kishayashemea Mipi Talmidov. An interesting thing. My Rebbe, when he would hear his Talmidim, they would say, V'chihoyo HaMakshem Meshuga. They would talk in learning, and they would say, Someone who asked this question is crazy. It's a crazy question. Oy Echoyo Greiser, which they write in, in the parentheses, Taya. Oh, he made such a mistake. Uchayoy so when his Talmidim would say about other, like Rashi, Taisavis, whoever they were talking about, oh, what a Meshuggah question, or he made a mistake, he would whip him. Besides, besides, he gave him a Seder of Tshuva that he had to do. And he would teach his, his Talmidim that you have to talk in a respectable way. 
Kigoyin, you should say, Divrei ha-maksha that the person who's asking, I can understand it's too deep. So that's the way of saying, he's not, not saying he's crazy or he made a mistake. I can't understand um, because it's too deep. So that's another thing the Shlaw brings from his Rebbe. Now in Shar Oisi Chavav, he writes, When I was young, I learned Taira from Reb Shloyma. And he says, when I left him to go get married, um, I am Artiloi, Rebbe Barcheni. I said, Rebbe, give me a bracha. And he commanded me the following You should sanctify yourselves in two, um, in two inyanim, in two factors, in two areas. Number one, Kedushas Hamaichel, holiness in eating, and Kedushas Habia, when it comes to relations with your wife. And he explained to me, other mitzvahs einam oisim roishem gufani. There's no physical aspect to them, other mitzvahs, that they have an effect on the physical body. But when it comes to food, food keeps the body going. It has a physical um, effect on it. Vahabiyah, when it comes to relations, mehava haguf, it also has a physical um, effect on the body. Vahroishem tamid. And the effect remains physically, <coughs> excuse me, with the person. And therefore you have to be careful and, and sanctify yourself in these two areas because besides for the spiritual aspect, there's also a physical aspect to it. Now, <clears throat> he also learned, so this was the Marash Milublin that he learned by him when the Marash was in Krakow. <clears throat> he also learned by the Maram Milublin when the Maram was in Krakow. The Maram didn't go to Lublin till um, 1852. Um, I'm sorry, until uh, not 1852, until 1552. Um, and like the Marami Lublin writes in Simon um, Yud Aleph, I think it is, Ahuvai Talmidai, my Talmud, Ha'olof Hamarumam, the great one, Reish Kolusa Veram Va'avezin Meirena Rav Yeshaya. So the Marami Lublin calls him my Talmud. Now, the Shlaz son, um, Reb Sheftel, We've talked about him before. He's the author of the Vavei Ho'amudim. And he was the Rav in, in Lemberg, in Lvov. We talked about him a few times already. And in the Hakdama to Vavei Ho'amudim, he writes, Belimer Talmud, he talks about his father when it came to learning, He would go and pierce down to the depths. And it was, he was very deep and he would get down to the depths of it. Kari Noyem, like a roaring lion. So he was, uh, he was, he was Talmidim of great Gainim, and he himself was something that was unique. Now, one of the leaders uh, in Vienna, on his, um, took him as a son-in-law, and on his rebbitzin, on the Shlaz wife's matzeva, it refers to her father as a chacham hashalem chassid, the perfect chacham, the chassid, Rabavram Miol Mem Yud Vav Lamit. So he took the Shla as a son-in-law for his daughter Chaya. And their son, Reb Shabsi, writes, Anyone who knew her could testify, She did not leave anything over from the actions of Ari Mohis. She would eat regular food as if it was hectish or if it was truma. 
Bizmeis Kalmamin, she used all her money. Shechnisa Mivayas Avia, that her father was wealthy, that she brought in Las Bakas Lime de Taira to support Lime de Taira, and Isifa Aidmi Dila, and she also added on more from her own money. They, it, his son writes that there wasn't a day that they didn't have more than, they didn't have less than 80 people at their table eating all types of delicacies, weekday Shabbos Yontif. And her matseva, it's written, And the Shlah must have written this because he was alive. And he says, The Shechina was roy to rest on her, but her generation was not fitting for it. Um, now, um, in the year Shin Nun, 1590, he came to Lvov, where his father was. Um, in Akdamat, his father, Sefer Emek Brach, it says, Now, Rayisi, I was young, Virogale Tzalavi, and I was accustomed to be by my father, from my day that I came to Lavav in the year Shnas Shin Nun. Um, and his father himself writes, Afbari, Yonik Vachachim, my son, is young and he's, and he's smart. And, um, and even though he was so young, um, Again, if he was born in, in 1570, and this is the 1590s, all of 20 years old, he already at that time signed on a takana of the Vad Arba Ratzis, which we've talked about before as well. They made a takana that a Rav is not allowed to give money by his way for Rabonis. Those days people would purchase a Rabonis, and they made a takana not, not to do that. And he is signed at that, on that takana, together with his Rebbe, the Marash Milublin, the Sma, the Maram Milublin, the Masha, the Kliyokar, and other G'dayli Hadar, he is signed on that Vadar Baratzus that came out in Lvov in that year of Shin Nun. Now in Shin Nun Zayin, he printed his father's Sefer, Emek Bracha, with his Ha'aris on it, with his additions, like his father writes, Tarach V'kasev Ha'isev Midaitoi. He worked very hard and he added on his own Chidushim Rabim, many Chidushim V'taimim Mesukim, and many sweet reasons. Now, <clears throat> in the Hakdama that his son writes in Vavi Amudim, he says that his father was Zoichet Tamalus Gedoyles B'yaldusai, to great levels when he was young, Sheniskabelav Bezdin L'mayretzedek B'kilos Gedoyles Uglilos. He was accepted as a Rav and a, and a Mayretzedek, as a Paisik, in great kehilois, in great congregation, uglilois, and regions. Regions. He doesn't say exactly where, as we'll see in a moment. And in the Akdama to the Sefer Hashla, his son writes, His Talmidim have been spread out over the entire diaspora. And most of the diaspora. Ruba de Ruba. Most of them, they had a desire for his Torah, and for his leadership. And most of the diaspora accepted him as a rav in Rosh Hashiva. Many big cities took him as a rav. And over there he's writing, and last, he was accepted in four big kehilois. These four are the crowns of all of the congregations of Kla Yisrael, Kak Frankfurt, uh, Prague, Posen, and Krakow. Now, as we'll see, he never really made it to Posen and Krakow, as we'll see a little bit later. Pr- Frankfurt and Prague, he did. But so his son is saying he was a rub in many, many places, um, and and most of the most of um, most of the diaspora. Now he himself writes in Charha Isis Ois Kuf 
Kuv Zayin, he writes, Deubenai, my sons, you should know, Ki Zakeni Hashem li Ezmar B'Tzteira, Kimat B'Chol HaMedinais. I was Eichet to be a, a Mar B'Tzteira, spread Teira, Kimat almost in all countries. Ve'enai Ro'u, and I, my eyes saw, Shechilu Gadol Yesh Ba'Ratzis. He's talking about eating Chadash and Yashan, um, being Makbed on Chadash. He says, there's a big difference in lands, Be'ela Ratzis Shayarash, for example, the lands that the Rush was in, that was a hotter places like in Spain, Avobipolin and Russia and Valin and Lita, sounds like he was a Rav in all of these places. He differentiates between the places. In Psachim Oistesvav, he says, When I was in Russia, could be that's white Russia, that's the, the region called Valin, Sha'alti, I asked the following. So he himself says he was a Rav in many, many, in most um, countries in, in Europe. Now, the first Rabbanus that we know about, and we know perhaps which year it is, is in the city of Dubna, like the Dubna Magid, the city of Dubna. Because in Chubas Marami Lublin, Simen Lamites, it talks about, he says, he says, this, I think it was a get, Tachas Yad Bezdin de this came from the Bezdin of you, of you the Rav, the Kak Dubna. He's writing to the Shla, and this came from your Bezdin in Dubna. And the Maram signed this Yud Gimel Adar, Shin Samach. Shin Samach is, um, is uh, 1600. Now, I didn't go through the whole Chuvas Marami Lublin, but they write that this is the only Chuva in the Marami Lublin that has a date on it, for some reason. And from that date, we happen to know when the Shla was in Dubna. Now, in Shin Samach Beis, he gave Askama to say from Mizbeach Hazov, but it doesn't say exactly where he was living at the time. The reason I'm saying that is because I saw some of the told us that they want to say he was in Austria already, but I didn't see any proof that he was already in Austria. In Shin Samach Gimel, now again, in the, his Haskama there's no date on it, but the Haskama of the Levush in the same Sefer is from the year Shin Samach Gimel. He gave a Sefer, he Haskama to a Sefer called Makar Chachma, and above his Haskama it says, Av Bezdin Veram, the Rav and the Rashiva, the Kak Ostra, the city of Ostra. Like we said before, the Marshal was in Ostra, the Marshal was in Ostra. Um, so, um, so, so we know, it seems in Shin Samach Gimel he was in Ostra. Um, now, during those years, the Taldas say that Krakow wanted him as a Rav and he didn't want to come. Posen, Vienna. Now, we said before, his son said he was accepted in the kilos of Posen and Krakow. Now, in those days, we've seen this before, that a Rav might have been Niskabel as the Rav, but didn't end up actually going there. That means they sent him Iksav Rabbonus and they wanted him, and perhaps that's what his son means, as we'll see, because after Prague, he wasn't a Rav anywhere else, and his son says himself he wasn't a Rav anywhere else after Prague. He went up to Eretz Yisrael. So the fact that his son says he was accepted in uh, Frankfurt, Prague, um, Posen and Krakow, and then he says he went to from Prague, it, it doesn't really, um, it, it doesn't mean that he was actually in those cities. Now in the year Shin Samachvav, he became the Rav of Frankfurt. And it seems that he came straight from Ostra because in the Ksav Rabbanus, it writes over there that he's bringing his son-in-law and daughter there, and the Kehila has to figure out how to make them citizens. You had to have a right citizenship right to live in a certain place. We mentioned this by other G'daylam as well, and Shubas we had about it. I remember one recently we had about such a thing. And um, he says that if, if it doesn't work out, they have to pay their expenses to send them back to Austria. So it sounds like he came from Austria. 
Now, when he talks about Frankfurt in the Shlun, Shara I think it is. He writes, Frankfurt. When I was a, 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 a had a yeshiva in Frankfurt, This is talking about halacha. If a lady could go to the mikvah Friday night, if it's Shabbos is Tishabab, could she go to the mikvah? And he says, I found minhagim yishanim, old minhagim, and it was written there like I paskin that a lady can v'heneni, and I had hana from it. And this is actually brought down in the Mangan Avram and Hilchas Tishabov, Tovkuf Nundalid, um, Sivkat and Zayin, I think, uh, Sivkat and Chaf, maybe, and B'Shem um, Deshla. In Hilchas Nida, in Kufsadi Zayin, Sivkat and Aleph, the Teres Ashlamim there in Yeridea brings the Shla and actually argues on it. In Psachim Chavav, it says, Shayisi Vikak Frankfurt, Risi Noyagin, exactly how they had a um, uh, uh, how they baked matzahs and they had a system to it. It's good and it's someone and it's befitting to do this. And in Sharaisia's Kuf Kuf Yud Gimli says, when I was a Marbitz Torah in Frankfurt, I saw every year there were certain fruits that were full of uh, worms and people were careful not to eat them without opening them up. He says later on when I came to Prague, I found the same problem as well that there were worms in these plums or fruits, whatever they were. Now in the year Shinai and Dalid. Um, which is uh, 1614, the Jews were expelled from Frankfurt after a pogrom there, and for about two years they were expelled from Frankfurt, and when he was expelled with them, he went back to his hometown of Prague, and in the year Shinai and Hay, he was chosen to be the Rav of Prague together with the Kliyakar, Reb Shleim Ephraim Lunchitz at the time, and in the Haskama to the Sefer, Biro Arashi, in the year Shinai and Hay, they're both signed on it, and on the Sefer Gulas Hager from Shinayin Ches, they're both signed at it as the Rabbonim of Prague. In Masech de Psachim Samachdalet, he writes, Bechutzlarz, Bevedinus Poilen, in Poland, Upiem, in Bohemia, Bechalamalchus, Uva Ashkenaz, and in Germany, Shinayagim, Lispalo, Arvis, Hein Oidayim Gadol. The meaning is to daven Mairiv early, while it's still day outside, during the week. But new people came along. There's a holy group. That they daven at the proper time after nightfall. Like I saw in the city of Prague. Another thing he brings about Prague in Sharaisia's Kuf Tav Samaches. He writes about the Isra of Shatnez. He says it's a very big iser, and people don't realize it. Like I saw in the city of Prague, I saw many things that people don't realize and make a mistake when it comes to shatness. In the year Shinayin Tess, the Kliyaka was Nifter, and then from then on, the Shla was the only Rav um, in Prague. Now, when the Akdama to Shla, his son writes, Yitziyat Tzatzadik Hayamikak Prague, as we said before, he left from Prague. Kisham Hayavvez in Shevashanim, Kaidem Ipardum Echutzos Yerushalayim Rakaidish. He was the Rav there for seven years before um, he left to Yerushalayim. And in Yerushalayim, he was Eichet to be called Mora da Ari di Yisrael, the master of Eretz Yisrael. So what happened was, in about the year Shin Pei, his Rebbitzin was Nifter, and he decided at that time he's leaving Eretz Yisrael. Like he brings in Shara Isis, Kuf, Tafnun Ches, Beshem Necharedim, every person should love Eretz Yisrael, and he should have, his heart should have a great desire to return there, like a son returning to the embrace of his mother.
And in Masech de Sukkah, um, the last shtickle of Masech de Sukkah, I think it's uh, Pei Hei, he writes, He says, I want to tell you something. My heart was always burning when I saw people building big houses. Like big castles. A permanent abode in Oilam Hazet and in a Tame land, in, in, in exile. And people think they're gonna just they're gonna give it over to their children forever. And when a person does that, it looks like he doesn't think about Gula anymore. He's ready to stay in Gulas. So he tells his children, if Hashem gives you riches, you could build a house. Very interesting the way he says it. Like you need, but not more. Don't big, build big towers. Yes, if you're rich, you have to have an abode according to your status. And I have no problem with that. But it shouldn't be more than that. And make sure you have rooms that you could think you could be involved in in those rooms. Now his son in, in the Hakdama Tavav Amudim says, he says, he, my father didn't want to tell me he's leaving. He says, we were so connected, my father didn't tell me he was leaving, until by mistake someone told me, I heard someone told me, oh tomorrow your master is leaving. And I went to him and I cried, he said, Avi, Avi, Lama, why are you leaving me? Why are you doing this to me? And he answered, he said, Ma, what can I do? This is what I have to do. And, uh, and, and he left. Um, now, if you remember, way, way back in, this, in the Shir on the Chavas Yar, whose grandmother's name was Chava, and that's one of the reasons his, his uh, Sefer is called Chavas Yar, he writes that his grandmother Chava, who was an Almana at a young age, never remarried, and he says the Shla on his way up to, um, to um, Teretz Yisrael wanted to marry his grandmother Chava, and um, his grandmother did not want to marry her. And the Shla said, It's, I wasn't Zaycha, my Averis cause I wasn't Zaycha to marry this Chashiva woman. Now, <clears throat> we do see, um, we, the next part that we're going to talk about is Wait Yisrael, in Eretz Yisrael. We know from a letter that he wrote from Eretz Yisrael to his children describing what happened. Now, it's clear in his letter, it seems from his letter, that he did marry uh, remarry in Chutz Laaretz because he talks about going to Eretz Yisrael with his wife and, and someone else helping him. And later on, we even see that he had a daughter in Eretz Yisrael. So he left um, Prague, and on the way, he went, it seems, through Frankfurt and to Venice. And in the beginning of the month of Elul, um, he, 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 he went, they went on the boat, and he says he was on a boat for 22 days. And he writes that in Rosh Hashanah, they came to the city of Tripoli in Lebanon, he says, but for some reason there was something that um, prevented them from uh, docking there and, and staying there. And he says it ended up being a miracle because there was a Muhammad, there was a war going on in Tripoli and Lebanon. And if we would have docked there, we would have been captured our, uh, physically and all of our money. And we made a little bit of a turn and we went to Syria. And he says there were some uh, military boats that chased after us. And we had a wind that took us very quickly and for some reason their boat went slowly and there were things that prevented them and we were able to come to Syria before Yom Kippur um, to, um, safely. And uh, they docked over there and they went to Aleppo before Sukkot. 
And from there, they went to Damascus, on Yom Aleph, Parshas Vayera, they came to Damascus, to Damascus. And over there was Reb Shmuel, the son of Reb Chaim Vital. Reb Chaim Vital, the uh, primary Talmud of the Arizal, had been Nifter one year before that about, and uh, Reb Shmuel had the fa- the, his fa- from his father, Kisve Arizal. And there he showed them, as we'll see later in the, in the Shear, to the Shla, and that's why many times in his farim, the Shla brings from the Kisve Arizal. He saw them there in the house of the son of Reb Chaim Vital. Now in his letter he mentions that uh, in Syria he, um, he talks about where Yaakov and Lavan made their pact Yigal Eid, the Pasuk says, um, at the end of Vayishlach. Gal Eid, Yigar Sadusa. So he says it's still, he, he, I don't know if he says he saw it, but he said he heard about it. It's still there today. He talks about, he says, it's only a four-day travel to Ur Kastim, where, where uh, Avram Avinu was thrown into the furnace there. Um, in Damasek, he says, there is a courtyard in a cave where there Elio hid. Leo Anavi, Upela Godly says, in that chutzr there's something unbelievable. He says, if you bring ten people in there, a minion, the room is full. And I was there with a minion. He says, if another ten minyanim come in, they will all be able to come in and know it will be squishy and it will still be full. It was like a Makam Kaddish that I liked the base Hamigdash, right? That everyone stood together and there was always room to bow down. And that's what he says, the same thing was in this cave. Um, and Yom Dalit Parshas told us they finally made it to Tzvas, Eretz Yisrael, V'nafalti Laaretz, I fell on the land, V'noshakti Avonim of Afer, and I kissed the stones and the dirt. Um, he says that in Tzvas they were, they were mechabed me, they honored me, B'chidush Gadol, to do what? To copy over all of the words of the Magid who, to, who spoke to the Beis Yosef. The Beis Yosef, as we know, had a Malach, a Magid who spoke to him, and um, he, they gave me this chus of copying over everything that the Magid had told the Beis Yosef. Now they wanted him to stay in Svas, and, uh, but he says, My heart was always to go to Yerushalayim. And on Yoim Avav, Leparshas Vayetze, Beis Kislev, of Shin Pei Beis, um, 1522, uh, I'm sorry, 1622, he, um, he, got, he came to Yerushalayim, and this is the parsha of the pasuk Vizeh Shara Shemayim, parsha's Vayetzei, and that's one of the reasons he called his siddur. The Shla siddur is called siddur Shara Shemayim. You look at the title page; he has a few reasons, but that's one of the reasons because he came to Yerushalayim in the in the sedra of Zeh Shara Shemayim. In Yerushalayim, he became the rav of the Ashkenazi Kehila there. Like the Bach in his Haskama to Sidr Ashla writes, Viniskabala Abbezdin, Brashashiva Bachal, Kihilo Isuglilas Aritzisrael, he was accepted as the Rav and the Rashiva in all of the congregations of Aritzisrael, meaning, like his son said before, he was called Mora da Aritzisrael, the master of Aritzisrael. So he was considered like the Rav of all of Aritzisrael. And in that position, when he saw the poverty in Eretz Yisrael, he sent uh, Meshulachim to Chutz Laretz. He made a, a fund called Yachatz. Yachatz stood for Yerushalayim, Chevroin, and Tzfas, where he would collect money and help people out. Now, one of the things he writes in the letter is, he says, when he talks about in Tzfas, he says there were three Gedoyle Elyon at one time. The Marikara, the Beis Yosef, the Maram Cordova, and, um, which is the Taimer Dvaira, and the Mari Luria, the Arizal, 
They're buried together like a triangle, like a segel in the old Beis HaKvaris, and he tells his children, I kissed their Kvarim. This is another interesting thing he writes to his children. I'm going to tell you something new. Something I didn't know. I didn't see it in any Medrash. The mother of Moshe lived for a very long time and she went into Eretz Yisrael with Kla Yisrael and she's buried in Tveria. She must have been very, very old. Um... So, but um, that's what he says, a Chiddush that he, he, he saw there in Eretz Yisrael. Now, his son writes in before he left uh, Europe, he started writing this Sefer, which is called Shnei Luchay Sabris. That's why we call him the Shla, as the Rashi Tevais. Now, the Sefer wasn't written to print, it was for his children. It was his uh, last will and testament, his Savah for his children. And his son writes, but he didn't finish it in Chutz Laaretz, he finished it in Yerushalayim two years after he came. This was from Hashem Ashkacha. Why? Because, as we said before, he was zaychet to see the ksavim of the Arizal. And no one was ever able to see them. Reb Chaim Vital had these ksavim. They didn't show it to anyone till my father came. <laughs> he learned them from beginning to end in order to understand them properly. That was something that then he incorporated into his Sefer Ashla. So the Hashkacha was that he didn't finish the Sefer till he got to Yishalayim, so he'd able to incorporate these from the Kisvi Ariza. Now the first Chalik of the um, Sefer, the Hakdam, is called Toldos Adam, and he has a mimer there called Asara Mamarais. I can't go through what each one is. The second chilek talks about all different things throughout the year, and that's why he calls them mesechtas. They're not really on the mesechta that we know. But for example, anything that has to do with the weekday for chal, he calls mesechta chulin. Things that are um, um, for, for a car, about Pesach, he calls mesechta psachim, and so on and so forth. And his son writes, And these mesechtas, He was mechadish more than 400 halachas that have not been mentioned by any prior paiskim, that he himself was able to learn from the Gemara with his own logic and knowledge over 400 chidushe dinim that he was mechadish on his own in these mesechtas. There are all different types of Tyra there. His son writes, there's, there's, there's uh, for the Mekubalim, you have what to learn. Pashtanim, people who learn Pashat, the Darshanim. Um, now there's a third Chela called Asara Hilulim, ten like songs, which he wrote like in a poetic way. And he himself, uh, it seems that he, he wanted to call it Sefer, he called it Sefer Hatzava. He called it, this is my, just my Tzavah for my children. Um, now, what about any other Svarim? His son writes in Akdama that I saw that my father had a big Sefer and the entire Mardchai from beginning to end that he didn't want to, because he was an Anav, he didn't want to print it. He says most of his other Chedushim that he wrote down were written really just in very short, just for a reminder for himself, so it wasn't really, he had Chedushim in so many different things, but most of them weren't written down. And the one Sefer that he had he didn't want printed. And even the Shla, as we're, not, as we're saying, wasn't really for printing. It was really for his children. 
His son writes why he felt the need to print it, um, even though perhaps his father didn't prepare it for printing. Now, an interesting thing he writes in Shara Isis, Kuf Kuf Yedalad, Shana Achar Bayi, a year after I came to Eretz Yisrael, it was the year of Shemitah. And many people with different types of heterim did not want to keep the laws of Shemitah. And um, not only that, he said, Erev Shviyas, there was a famine and there was a lack of food, so to have another year of not being able to grow things, it was a very Shasat Chak. And I, he said to himself, Ani Mechuyev Lekayim Yoyser, I have a different obligation. I have to keep Shemitah more than anyone else. Hashem is going to tell me, why did you come from Chutzlaretz, which is a place where there's no Shemitah, and your Pater, to a place of Eretz Yisrael that you're Chayev? You came and brought yourself to a place of obligation, and now you're not going to do the mitzvah? Letame Artsi, you're coming here to contaminate my land by not doing the mitzvah? The people who are living here already, so their punishment is not so big. Because what should they do? They're stuck here. But you... You're coming here voluntarily and then not keeping Shemitah. That's what Hashem would tell him. And therefore he felt a greater need to keep Shemitah. And he says, Bechlal, anyone who travels from Eret to the Eretz HaKadoshah, why are you going there? You're going there to become more holy and to keep the mitzvahs there. So now you're not going to keep the mitzvahs once you got there. You're not going to be holier. So therefore he felt that's why he had an extra obligation to be more nizer in the Hilchas of Shemitah. Now, even though he was the Rav of the Ashkenazim, but he clearly was Niskabal by the Sephardim as well. In Sharesiyais, Dalit, Lamed, he writes, Hayerogel, Etzli, Chassid, Godel, Mechaside, Elyon, Measvardim, was a constant uh, um, um, guest that used to come to me, one of the great Chassidim of the Sephardim. And throughout the Sephardim, he quotes different Sephardim in Eretz Yisrael and in Hebron. Yud Aleph Elul of Shin Pei Hei of 1625. The Arabs made a lot of trouble and they arrested 15 Rabbonim and the Shlom amongst them. They put them in jail and they were threatening to kill them. And Rosh Hashanah of Shin Pei Vav, he was freed and from then on he hid because he didn't want to be captured again. And Be'erich in the Inteves of Shin Pei Vav, he was able to escape Yerushalayim and he went to Tveria. And over there he settled and he made the place of his Tefillah in the Beis HaKnesses, an early Beis HaKnesses which was... Uh, which was on, is on the uh, banks of the of of the uh, Yama Shel Tveri over there of the Kinneret as we call it. there. The Mesorah says the Arizal davened over there, but it was an old old shul. Now I think they call it Kipos Hashla, um, that area, the hills of the Shla, the area where the Shla learned and davened over there. Now there in the in the history books, there's a little bit of confusion about the year that he was Nifter. There's different dates. But we could surmise his son in the Akdamat of Avi Amudim says that two years after he finished the Sefer, he was Nifter. Now when did he finish the Sefer? At the end of the Sefer, it's signed, Tom ben Islam was completed, Bishnas Hashvua, which is Shnas Shin Pei Ches. So Shin Pei Ches is 1628. Uh, so if he was Nifter two years later, it means he was Nifter in Shinzadi in 1630. Now he commanded that they should not eulogize him Rather, he prepared some slichais that should be said during the seven days of his mourning and at the end of the year. The slichas themselves are like uh, verses um, and psukim according to the Aleph Beis and the Rosh Tevis of his name. And basically, a lot of them have to do with looking, asking for rachamim on his neshama. Now, he was nifter according to the Messiah on Yud Aleph 
Nisan, which would mean to say that uh, once Pesach came, there was no more Avelus, so it's not Mestaber that they said the Slichas on Pesach on the Yantif, but that's what he wanted to happen. He's buried in Tveria, right uh, near the Rambam, and the Chatzar of the Rambam's cover there, and what, what he's very famous for, as many of you know, the Tfilas Hashla, which is in his Sefer, Shnei Luchas Abris, in Mesech Tatamid, Kufla Megimel, that he says you always have to daven for your children. There's numerous tefillahs over there, not just for Erevish Chaydesh Sivan, uh, for Nisan, and other times as well. And uh, he writes over there, Libi, Aymerli, my heart says that a auspicious time is Erevish Chaydesh Sivan, and that's why tefillahs Ashla and Erevish Chaydesh Sivan is such a big thing. Now, the truth is, that in the Siddur Hashla, in the Defus Rishain, and now in the new printing of it they printed, there is actually a continuation of the Tvilah, a whole nother two paragraphs to the Tvilah that are not in the Sefer Hashla that everybody gets it from. Some of it's a little bit repetitive, so it's a little bit hard to know exactly um, which one came first and, and what, what he wanted where, but there is a Haisafa to the Tvilah in the Siddur Hashla, and this is the Shla HaKadosh, Again, not so many G'daylim and Klai Yisrael get the name Kadosh, the Rechaim HaKadosh, the Alshech HaKadosh, the Shloh HaKadosh, Schusa Yogin Aleinu Valka Yisrael. Have a wonderful day, everybody, and Kaltuv.